Welcome to Business and Investing with Grant and Charlie, where we are enhancing your complete set of skills to build wealth outside and inside your business. Charlie, what did I mix up? Do you know what? I wasn't even listening. See, there you go. I said outside before inside. I thought you'd be impressed, but you could not care less. So in that case, let's move on. <laughs> Anyone who's listening to this, we have a newsletter, just in case you didn't Would know. Would you know it was distracting me? <laughs> my, my gorgeous smile. My, my ultra watch? Ah, the signal, the signaling. <laughs> this is outrageous. All right, if you're not already on the newsletter, head over to businessandinvesting.com forward slash newsletter, put in your deets and Charlie will just nicely send you a prompt every single time we release one of these episodes and he's promised I, Easter eggs. I feel bad for not listening to your intro, but it's like banner no, blindness for me now. It just like goes through. That's fine. We'll just replace you with just like a photo of you so you don't have to be here anymore. Let's cue the disclaimer. It's Charlie here from Business and Investing, and I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Business and Investing team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you personal or specific financial advice. We strongly encourage you seek out and use professionals when you are making investment decisions or comparing investment products. All right, this is a follow-on to the previous episode where we're doing our awards. So in the previous episode, we went through the investing awards, and I'm going to say I was quite happy with our list. Strong list, Grant, Great. strong list. So in this one, we're going to be the business one. So these are the our opinions on the best business resources of 2022. They, again, for the year, not our overall best resources, but the ones we think have been in the most helpful and impactful this year. So let's dive right into this one, Grant. I'll let you kick this one off. Award number one. Yes. Woohoo. All right. So similar to previously, I was looking for the things that impacted me the most, changed my mind, changed my opinion on things, but also that I just kept coming back to. I'm going to kick this one off with a, a, a podcast slash YouTube channel, but I'll say it's a podcast, and it's called the All In Podcast. Uh, essentially, there's like four guys that go and talk together. Uh, for anyone who knows, it's like David Sachs. One of the founders of PayPal, you got Jason Calacanis, who's an investor, uh, David Friedberg, and Chamath. Um, all investors, primarily in the I tech space. I love how you just like riffed off that. List, I like, did. I'm not going to. Like Chamath, he's just a billionaire. Like it's fine. It's nothing. <laughs> you know why I rush? Because I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. Palihapitiai. Yeah, I got no chance. I was going to demolish it anyway, and now you just called me out on it. Thank you. That's called friendship. That's great. So they've got a podcast. Well, I concur. What a fantastic podcast, though. <laughs> what a hit. Totally. Uh, so the thing, like, why is this on here? Uh, as you can see, I like hearing people who sort of merge ideas, merge industries, merge concepts. And so they talk about tech. They talk about investing. They talk about the economy, a little bit of too much politics, in my opinion. Um, but they also talk about sciences. And so they talk about ideas that are up and coming, how they're playing the market, what they have seen and how it's impacting them. And I love that because most of those industries I'm in. I'm an investor. I'm in tech. And I like to know what's going on in the macro markets and how, how I can interpret that as to the impact in Australia because they're in the States. I'm in Australia. Very different. Can I ask why this made your business list and not your investing list? Because this could have gone into either. It, that was, it was a challenge. So it landed in the business list for a couple of reasons. Uh, and you're going to see these themes kicking through. 
Uh, so from an investing perspective, I sit on the board for two tech startups who were raising money. And so for me, when I heard that in the States, software valuations had decreased, and this is like six months ago, eight months ago, and that there were different ways that they were playing investments from equity sales to convertible notes, I played the same. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no way, that's going to hit us for sure. Uh, if we're going to look to raise money, we're doing it now. And we might look more at uh, like convertible notes as opposed to selling equity. And so I got to represent all of that at the boards and to leadership. And I, whether or not it was the causation correlation, both organizations raise money successfully and have long runways. And I like to think I'm like, well, that kind of came from a hope of prompts of me being able to be first as opposed to last and being completely reactive. What a great example of tuning into a podcast and then actually making it something useful. So to hear those stories about raising capital or taking on debt in a um, tech startup and hearing their experiences and for it to come into such a crossover into your world, I think that's honestly what I look for in content when it can have that type of like real impact rather than it just being in a lot of cases entertainment. Totally. I, I got a story for you. So one of the companies uh, that was successful has got two years of runs in a bank account. Um, one of their competitors who was trying to do a raise very recently failed and they've just cut their headcount substantially. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> we were like perfectly timed, perfectly presented. And again, I attribute it back to like some of the things that came out of all in. Um, the other thing that I love about it is you and I have opinions of things, whether they're right, wrong, they're just like deep-seated, ingrained in us, whether it's the economy, whether it's property investments, whether it's how to run a business, et cetera. You got four guys sitting on a podcast who have wildly different opinions on things. Like sometimes they completely align. And I love that because nothing's worse than jumping on a podcast where they all agree. And so these guys would have at it on a topic. And for me, some of the biggest lessons are, one, you can have really tough conversations and prove other people incorrect or argue, argue your point where you're not trying to convince them on it. It's more of a different view. And just seeing how very successful billionaires, in, in your example, and 100 millionaires articulate those points for me was so powerful on how I can present it back to the boards I'm on, the leadership teams that I work with, but it was also their contrarian views that might have changed my previous opinions of me going, ah, oh, I haven't thought about that before. <laughs> no way I'm going to sort of apply that back. And that's across everything from economics to uh, the way that tech companies should be valued and things like I've represented that even recently. Like last week, I referenced something that they were mentioning. So some of their opinions and views and how they counteract each other, insane. It's always refreshing when you can, in this case, a billionaire, what are they paying attention to? Where are their yep. focus or where are they like, where are they particularly passionate about? Like I like to take note of that as well. I think that can be very interesting because then I go, well, am I thinking about these things? Why not? Maybe that's why yeah. I'm not a billionaire. Totally. Uh, and I think their content's just great. Um, and I'm going to, I'll touch on that point uh, in a later resource, but I just think that they're easy to consume, fun types of people and people you typically wouldn't get access to. So it's like kind of, it feels like kind of looking behind the curtain of like, this is what they'll talk about at a poker night, similar to why you and I created business and investing. What's yours? What's your number one? What's your go-to? Well, not number one in ranking, but just next one. This was a difficult topic for me. This is a the whole business sphere. I had to really acknowledge that, um, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it's like I've grown as an investor immensely in the last 12 months. 
And I think I've also grown on a personal development front immensely in the last 12 months. Um, but in actual business, this year hasn't been a super uh, standout year for like the development side of things. Performance, different story. I actually think I've totally. performed really well, but I haven't read as many books on business. I haven't consumed as many podcasts because I just haven't felt like it was the limiter for me. I felt like these other areas were more important to pursue and just my interests in things. So mm. I tend to consume based on what I'm actually interested in um, because to the point of like you enjoy it, you want to know more. Like it's even as we do this podcast, right? It's a Saturday morning. It's something I want to be doing. No one had to force me out of bed to go and do this. I'm like, no, no, I look forward to it. So it's, it's a, a, a really interesting view. I will, however, there was, uh, I'm going to give this award. I'm actually going to do something you do regularly on this podcast and break the rules. So I'm going to give a double award here. So there was two pieces of content that really stood out to me this year and I just think were phenomenal. Both of them impacted me um, immensely and like I changed things in my life because of them. So the first one is Ed Milet, The Power of One More. He's got a talk up that's on YouTube and there's also a book that goes with it. I am not sure whether to call this motivation, inspiration, personal development or business but what a piece of content. I, of it is the, if you watch that video, you're going to want to punch through a wall. <laughs> it will it's get fantastic. you fired up like uh, you would not believe. And the book itself, The Power of One More, I think has got some phenomenal strategies in it to actually have uh, someone level themselves up on a personal front. So that's one of the content pieces itself and the things that I got for it. And the second one is a 40-minute audio that's on YouTube, which is a conversation between Naval Ravikant and I'm going to say Kapil Gupta or Gupta. Yep. Um, and they have this episode called Conquer the Mind. And it is a 40-minute dialogue about uh, conquering the mind. No surprise, right? Says it on the tin. And I found that immensely helpful for me across the year because – all the, and again, where I've been interested this year is personal development, but all the suffering and pain that you may perceive is external is actually internal. It's created yep. in the mind. And I think they talk about and discuss how to win that internal game in a way I've never heard it spoken about before. Really, yeah. really powerful. I, I love the Conquer the Mind. I'm a massive Naval fan because uh, he relates it all constantly back to business, but it also his ability to articulate the points is key. Uh, I'm curious, how many of those, I think that thing's got a couple of million views are yours, just hit and refresh and go back to the start and play it again and start playing Because I think I've listened to it like four times now. I think it is fantastic. I would have easily listened to both of these five times this year. Yeah. Which is, yeah. again, why I couldn't separate them. For, for very different reasons as well is like um, – because they're very different characters, Ed and Naval. Like very, very different characters. <laughs> Polarizing. Yeah. So again, the Ed one I find really um, he suits my character in business in a big way. I really like what he's about. I love the way he tells stories. I think he's been very helpful for me in times in like dealing with difficult situations. But then the Naval one is almost like a rewiring. Yeah. So to give you an example, uh, and I have referenced this on the podcast, is the idea of like uh, the expectations we have of others, right? So this is where I really took a lot of like, well, if my expectations are super high of everything in this environment, 
well then when that environment doesn't meet that, it's going to cause frustration for me or suffering for me in that way. So yep. two incredibly powerful uh, experiences there. I, I I have watched these many times and I love the, the polarizer. You've got like the Ed Milet, the bigger than life, like the Tony Robbins type of dude. <laughs> I think you articulated like you want to punch through a wall. And then you have, I'll call him Zen, like the Zen Naval. Like it's like he <laughs> will just continue through a topic with like minimal emotion. That's just fact. This is what it is. It's almost like a soothing where I don't know if it's by design, but the way that they I'll, I'll give you the comparison. Like, it's it's Mike Tyson and Buddha. <laughs> Dude, that's like that's it literally is. <laughs> and not to say Ed isn't a very balanced uh guy as well, right? He's got a phenomenal mindset, but it's like mm. a very alpha very strong-minded, very successful guy as well. They've both been incredibly successful, but immensely powerful. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna sort of put something in here. I like the fact that you have brought in some. I'll call it rewiring into the business resources because I think it's critical. I think as business owners, like even myself, I'll find whether I'm going through burnout, whether I'm looking for external motivation, whether I'm looking to try and understand particular situations, and. Who do, who do I reach out to? Like it's something that is very difficult to share with other people where they can intellectualize with it, but also provide value back on what you can do. I think that these resources are just awesome. Like I, I think that they are so easy to consume as a business owner to get back onto the horse and continue through or through whatever challenge you've got or being able to sort of step away from the situation like the Naval uh, scenario and be able to evaluate why you feel and understand like, well, this is how you're interpreting a situation. Maybe that's the challenge, not power through it. Um, so both polarizing, but I think they're awesome. Why this has come up for me is, well, number one, I believe that a business will always be limited by the business owner. So if you don't develop yourself, then the chances of you reaching your potential in business are pretty low. And I've shared a lot on that on the podcast already. I won't go yeah. too deeply there. But the second one is um, having kids. So by bringing Jack into this world, I've got this huge awareness around I'm going to pass on what I am. Like he's not going to do what I say, he's going to do what I do. And it's really uh, brought a level of responsibility of going, well, I need to manage myself well because if I'm a mess and I pass that on, that's that type of lineage progressing where for him to have his best shot in life, I need to demonstrate and be a better person well, perceivably in my mind, what a better person is. So I think consciously I'm trying to set a good example and that's where this is coming from. We, we should totally do an episode on all of those like mind rewiring and like realisation of things that you've gone through as a kid. Maybe even we get Ash on, but it's a powerful topic and massive, massive in regards to it. Massive one. Anyway, next award. What do you got for I me? Number my number two, so again, not in any particular order. So this is, uh, again, yes, it's another podcast slash YouTube channel, but for very different reasons. And I'm doing a Charlie now, which is there's two. <laughs> so I've actually got- We started uh, following the rules. It is terrible. Say, I will say. Man, I, I kind of feel like every time you try and set a rule, I just want to shit all over it. Like it's like this objective of, oh, Charlie said not to do this. <laughs> Whatever. My ass. Uh, so the two that I've put in here- have the same lessons and the same reasons. So the first one is my first million 
which is a great YouTube channel with Sam Pa and Sean Puri. Uh, one founded like The Hustle, which was sold to HubSpot. Another one got acquired by Twitch. I think it was Bebo for Sean Puri. Um, anyway, these guys now just create content. And then the second one is uh, a more sort of investing show, but I'm covering it business for a very particular reason. And it is Compound and Friends where it's like, what is it? Josh Brown and Michael Batnick. Um, and so they're from like an investment fund. Now, the reason that I'm bringing both of these together is because of the lessons that I have learned and taken away. So these are two content creators that I think are phenomenal in their own different ways, right? Both of them are co-hosts. So both podcasts have got two people producing content. Both have a way to produce valuable insights into either it's business slash marketing or investments and commodities and stuff, but have this level of banter interaction that humanizes it and i've kind of said that it's kind of like infotainment is that a thing like an educational sort of entertainmenty thing like i learn a lot around investing from the compound of friends and i learn a lot about sales marketing and running a business in my first million but the thing that i'm actually taking away as lessons is how do they construct their stories how do they have the banter mixed in with information of value because these guys command massive audiences like people gravitate towards them insane amounts and i look at that and i'm like what can i do in this podcast to actually be better at producing those kind of sort of stories that kind of banter but still add the value on top and i just kept coming back to these guys going how do they do it how are they so natural at this and so that was like one of my biggest lessons where they incorporate like the stories and the jokes and they humanize some uh, complex concepts as well as deep topics is this one of those ones where it's not so much like a book where you learn from the content itself, it's like you're observing how they wrote the book? So this is, a, is like exactly. watching a star athlete and then what can I take from what this athlete is doing and incorporate it? It's not like they're a direct teacher, although I will say two really good podcasts, but the way they make their content, I, I concur. I think they're fantastic content makers. And I think I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's like looking – it's like watching basketball tapes where you watch how teams have played a basketball and you're like trying to piece it together. Oh, they stood over there and they passed the ball and they shielded that. It was the same. I'm like, oh, they passed the ball here and they continued the conversation here. Or oh, this is how they supported a guest. This is what, and I'm just, yeah. So for me, it was more watching and observing and making notes around just the ways to humanize it. So it was less about the business education from it. It was more just like replicating the thing. <laughs> I'm like, how do I just do that that is amazing um and i also have, found have myself- you not had experiences though like in business right where you might go and be a shadow shopper or mystery shopper <laughs> in someone's businesses to learn how they're doing it so you can bring those lessons into your own or totally. go through someone's funnel on the internet to go well, how are they what are they selling how are they pricing it what's the sales process at times i feel like that can be more valuable than reading a book on the topic because it's this is what the people who are actually doing it are doing yeah and it's it was interesting. In the previous episode, I said I was going to touch on this point around how I articulate ideas. So my brain thinks in bullet points and I verbalize in bullet points. And so watching these people help me try and understand how people tell incorporate stories and just don't say bullet points. Like I've spent a decade summarizing things. Like how do I communicate a complex concept in just bullet points? <laughs> it's like this is what it is, this is how it is, this is the impact. And these guys are like, Sure, they understand the bullet points, but they tell it in an analogy, in a story and convey it. And my brain's like, that's me trying to convert bullet points into stories, which is 
one of the big things that I try to do on this podcast, try and tell better stories, Charlie. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a man with I would points. think that a lot of people think having a podcast is like you just rock up and talk to each other. And I, <laughs> I've told them I think it's more like comedy, right? So when you see a stand-up comedian, the art and skill is they don't look like they're trying. But the reality exactly. is is they're trying incredibly hard. There's years of work and skill that goes into look like you're not trying. Although I still think we look like we're trying because <laughs> <laughs> Especially me, I'm like, how do I tell a story? Just not say the thing. <laughs> I feel like you didn't watch enough movies as a kid. But anyway, we'll leave that for another point. Because <laughs> when I watched a movie, I was trying to summarize it in bullet points. <laughs> What's your next one? I'm going to stay on theme here. I'm going to stay on theme. I think this is a really good one. So I I actually got a course for this one and it was by Bill Mueller and it was Story Sales Machine. So one of the responsibilities I bear uh, in what we do is I write the emails. And um, at the start of this year, I was looking towards how do I get better at this because I was a bit embarrassed by the emails I was writing. Like I can kind of put a story together, but I wasn't overly confident in like continually doing it without really getting dry and doing the same things over and over again. So this was like I identified an area of weakness and said, I want to get better at this. Bill's course was fantastic. Really, really good for um, anyone who's looking at getting better at writing stories, which I would say has translated into the podcast in like telling those stories as well. But absolutely giving that an award. I think it's a fantastic course. Definitely not for everyone. That's a very like, even in your example as well, these are, specific examples to like our areas of what we do but nonetheless i think it deserved a reward his ability to articulate how to find a story is one that i oh, it was a moth to a flame i was <laughs> i just ran to that i was like that is a massive challenge for me is going great i've got these points to articulate how do i find stories to go and tell it and his way of methodically walking through how to do it in that course phenomenal like it's just you never start with a blank piece of paper and he he walks through, use this template, think about it this way and, and relate to what you have done or what you have seen and what you've witnessed. And I, I like this, especially for it being so specific to what you're doing because a lot of people listening to this who might be, I don't know, Facebook ad buyers and they would have done a course around how do I buy Facebook ads better and it's relevant to yourself and what you're currently going through. No similar, no different to sort of myself trying to replicate great personalities. Can I make a counter-argument to that? All right, here we go. Go. I would say that if you're someone who sells, your ability to tell a story and sell from story could be your superpower in sales. Yep. I would say if you're trying to bring a team on and sell the vision of your company right, or articulate the vision of your company and where you want to take them, I'd say it's valuable there as well. If you're a manager and you're looking to communicate with your team or create uh, a certain environment, I think it's a, a what you would almost call like a HR skill as well. I don't see the ability to construct a good story as purely, in this case, to emails. I've been using it everywhere, and I have noticed it's popped up everywhere. Even in te- team meetings, just a little icebreaker at the start, I'll tell a story, and I think that there is a huge benefit to being a strong communicator. And if that is done through story, might actually be a CEO skill that you would like to incorporate. Because when you look at the best CEOs, great communicators. Great visionary storytellers. They can see where it's going to be. And, yeah, in software world, it's it's massive of being able to articulate 
what a user does and how they go about it and what changes for them as opposed to just saying, oh, the feature does this, 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 and this. Um, I, I, I concur, hence why it's something I've gone down myself as well because I'm a great, was it a great executive? Just bullet points, just summaries. Just go, oh, yeah, cool, we'll just chip away the thing. All right, Jordan, next one, Grant. Jordan, your last award. What are you going to do? Uh, this guy's regular. He's, so this is a course that you and I have got the privilege of being access to because they're actually a client of ours, Charlie. Keith Cunningham and the four-day MBA. Yep, I dropped that bombshell. Uh, so Keith Cunningham is actually released his four-day MBA, which you and I actually look to go to the States to go and do this, um, and it's coming out as an online course. And we're privileged to actually help them out, and we've had access to it, and I've found it one of the greatest resources, which validates why we applied to the States to go and do it, <laughs> that's available for business owners. Have I'm I said so too much, this. No, I'm so dirty on this, and I'll tell you why, is because I got Keith on the panel of advisors episode Right, so when we did our dream board of advisors, you gave me Keith and you said, look, you can put him I on did. there. And then when this came up and I saw you put this one on the list for the res- uh, resources, I'm like, I can't it. copy him, but I kind of want it. to. Take it. That's it. Like now I'm first in, best rest. Like, don't you worry about it. Well, I'll let, you, I'll let you have it. And I um, I appreciate you put it on the list. It's a <laughs> strong award. So if you don't know, so Keith Cunningham is – He's the rich dad from Rich Dad Poor Dad from uh, Robert Kiyosaki. He is actually uh, author. He's helped. I think Tony Robbins. He was like the financial advisor, a CFO, or something like that. If I'm not mistaken, he teaches business mastery for Tony Robbins in his program as well. Yes, love it. Uh, and so, some of the massive things that I took away from that course was, <laughs> when educating people, if they don't understand the foundations. It's never going to work. So the first day of this four-day MBA, Charlie, I was sitting there like, I know I know balance sheets and I know profit and loss. And he's, he's got you sitting there trying to like move. Well, if you buy an egg, how do you move it over here? And it's like very methodical. And so most people sit there and go, ah, oh, man, like, man, what's this? Like accounting 101 in grade two. However, it compounds through that if you didn't know every single thing you run through in day one, day two, three, and four are just going to be completely like shit shows. <laughs> and so it was this thing of beauty around me thinking of when in business I'm explaining a, a difficult concept to the team or trying to educate them on a new area that we're changing. I need to assume that no one has any knowledge of anything and start from there and build up. Like for 25% of this course, it was teaching basic mathematics and accounting because it was so importantly valuable because he's seen so many people not understand it. And that was like this huge lesson. I'm just like, man, the curse of knowledge. <laughs> I'm like, I just always dive to the end as opposed to starting from the start. I don't even do that to you all the time. I just, I'll finish at the end as opposed to start from the start. Um, he also then ran through some other really interesting points in regards to, uh, he's got a couple of pages talking about KPIs and what KPIs and ratios a business owner should be looking at in their business, which was a build up on top of his, uh, the blueprint to an ultimately successful business. And I, th- I found that fascinating because I'm a numbers and ratios type of guy uh, of how he interprets it, what he looks for as a ratio of, hey, this is good, this is bad or otherwise. And again, I don't want to give away too much from it, uh, but I just found it one of these courses that just solidified me as a business owner on interpreting other businesses 
financials, which funnily enough, I get sent quite regularly <laughs> saying, hey, these are my financials. Can you help me out? So it was something that I just wanted to consistently improve on top of. A phenomenal course. I'll say, and I'll, if anyone has enjoyed his books, you won't be disappointed. It's a great Never. follow on. My biggest takeaway on that one, even though it's your award, I'm going to jump in on it, I've decided. Totally can. I'll let you. He does an excellent job of helping people connect activities to accounting. In summary, I think that is the best part of it is helping people really understand. And you articulated that a little bit about the egg business that sits within it. But the ability for a business owner to connect activities to their financials and the breakdowns and examples of that excellently articulated I would say that as a business owner, this is a, a unfair advantage if you can do it. Most can't. Yeah. Yeah. As as well as one thing that I loved was, uh, you know that diagram of like the finances or the, the feedback to the results, <laughs> that which then feeds back into the activities. Every time someone talks to me about that, I just get like these little, little goosebumps and like, woohoo. All right. We've spoken about Keith Cunningham a thousand times. Like, <laughs> guy's not going to go anywhere. So, Charlie, what's your next one? Yeah, so final award there. So this is the lucky last, the absolute <sighs> lucky last. And again, I was coming across uh, this year and going, what's made the most noticeable impact to me? It was actually having a mentor. So while I didn't consume as many courses or content pieces, um, I've been very fortunate to be mentored by um, James Trumko, um, who is someone I actually consider a friend and we actually do some partnerships on projects as well. Um, across this year, as environments and things have become uncertain, so I'll just use an example here, inflation starts taking off in general. To have someone to go to that is um, you can go, hey, this is happening how are you playing it? What are you seeing it? And to get reassurance or confirmation or different views, like it might just be me experiencing something, has been so instrumentally helpful. So just to break that down as an example, Charlie goes to James and he goes, James, I'm getting killed by rising costs here. Like all my costs are going up in inflation. Um, are you seeing the same? Because he works with so many high-quality business owners and people in niches across the world, he can say, well, no, that's just you. So then I can go, yep. well, great. I can, I'm isolated. I can make some changes. What are the other people you're working with doing to facilitate this then? Who are they using as suppliers? What uh, softwares are they using that aren't experiencing this? And you can just shortcut it. Or conversely, I might go to him and go, um, hey, look, inflation, you know, I'm experiencing this. And he goes, well, everyone's experiencing this right now. So it can confirm that it's like, all right, it's not just me. How are you guys then doing it from there? And I think it's so powerful to have people around you who can confirm or uh, support or give you a different perspective through experience or what they're experiencing from others to make a noticeable impact on them. The interesting thing that I've seen through sort of the conversations you've had about your interaction with James was the one is the interpretation, but the second one was him sharing like this is how other people are playing it and then like this is how you could think about playing it in your situation. So it's not like I yep, validated the sky's falling, like good luck. It's more, yep, sky's falling. This is how I would play it and this is how other people are doing it and this is what they're seeing as a result of it and going, oh, great. Now I know that it's a real thing. Now I have some ideas. Now I can take that back and implement it or do a different version of it in my business 
And I think that that is one of the best things about mentors, coaches, et cetera, is that you lean into the people who have done the thing and seeing the situation across various businesses and they say, yeah, no, you, you're crazy or you're not crazy or this is how to do it. I, um, uh, I will put I it out there. I two think insights. that has been a superpower. Absolutely. Absolute superpower. And I give you two insights. The way I've been thinking about mentors, I used to just really think of them as a shortcut. Right? So I used to think of mentors of like, okay, you find someone who's done the thing you're trying to do or achieve the result you're trying to get, and then you pay them so that you don't have to go through the trial and error. They just yep. give you the pathway, noting it's not going to be exact. It might be a different time or you're a different person and all the rest of it, but you get to skip all this stuff to get results quicker. Right? That's how I used to think about it in general, and I still think that's true, just to be clear, and that's why people should have mentors is for that. If your mentor hasn't done the thing and you're looking for that result – Probably won't work. Maybe there's some outliers, but I'll just say that that's a red flag for me. The one in the last 12 months that has been different, though, is insurance policy. That's so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you consider that uh, someone, let's say they've done the thing, but then you look at the events of the last year and you go to work, well, they might have done this thing in a different environment. But in this environment, if they're able to be an insurance policy, because when things go wrong, you're going, well, what's everyone else doing? It's access to being able to get those insights. So I think of it just like I would insure a car, having a good mentor or board or panel is insuring your business. It's when things go badly, where have you got to turn, which has the highest chance or probability of actually getting you out of that situation or preventing a worsening situation? Totally. But then the, the speed to react becomes so much quicker either on the solution they help you, they help provide to you. But I've also had the situation of like their network and the access. It's like, oh, Charlie, just speak to this guy. Just go and speak to Dan and he'll, he's got everything you need. Like that, what you're talking about is exactly what he does. Go and talk to him. See, I'll let I, him know. I would call that the shortcut. That's yeah, the, the shortcut, shortcut though. They know yeah. the things where this is like a just the insurance policy was a new perspective I really got from the yeah. year. This, the safety net of always having that person to lean on to talk to and also share like when you're concerned, yeah, rightfully not, rightfully or wrongfully. It's like, hey, this is this is not the case. Ah, oh, I love that. You know what? Just shout out to all the mentors, all the coaches, everyone who's looking out for business owners and making sure that we don't do dumb things. <laughs> just, Absolutely. Just going to put that. Wrap it up, you reckon? We're Absolutely. Done? We're done. Do you, uh, That's the awards of the year. I was going to say, do you want to know what other people – would rate as their awards, Charlie? Or you? Well, I was going to say, can I do the wrap-up? Ah, Normally you do it. All right, all right, all right. I'll let you do it. All right, so something, 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 get on the email list. Something, <laughs> something, something, join the Facebook group. You're not meant to and read also like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> we'd also love to know what was your favourite resource of the year. So let us know. Something, 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 Facebook group or email list. Was that you and trying to done. do my voice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you got to get more enthusiastic. you got to get the, the caffeine G'd up. So if you're listening to this, see, there you go, peak the voice. And you actually have some awesome resources that you have used in business in 2022. I want to know because I want to have FOMO and I'm going to go and consume all those things. So comment below, throw it in the Facebook group. I don't care. Reply back to Charlie's email and just let us know because I don't know. We're sharing what we've got and hopefully it helps you and vice versa. So if you're, not on the, if you're not on the email list, head over to businessandinvesting.com forward slash newsletter. Charlie, that is it. Look forward to catching you on the next episode and thanks for coming by.